I found out my aunt has listened to a couple of our episodes. My aunt. So that's that's cool. not good. Oh, that's... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's no, my, great. My aunt's cool. She's a cool lady. She's like, she she recommended a podcast to me because she's like, well, you got, I listened to that one uh, for Dolly Parton, and then I think I did the one with Kanye, and I was like, we didn't do Kanye. And I was well, we did review a Kanye album, so maybe that's yeah. what you're talking about. But yeah, yeah I was done, mad. I was real angry that Kanye day. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, Kanye's this year though. That's gonna happen. Uh, don't bring that up right now. Huh? Well, he have released did I never listened to Donda 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 Two, I think. I don't think I listened to it. Did it come out? I thought it did. <laughs> I thought it was released as like some sort of gimmicky thing on his like nine thousand dollar music player and you could only and oh, you could make stupid, your own beats like, with it or whatever. It was like yeah. a stupid gimmick. It was like the Weezer round and round, except way dumber and way more expensive and way more like fifteen dollar yeah. hot dogs type of thing. Right. We got right. your fifteen dollar, uh, you know, Kegels or whatever they're fucking calls. I don't know. You know, Kegels. Vagina. You gotta, v- vagina you muscle gotta, spasms. You know what I mean? You got Everybody you gotta, squinch real hard now. You got to got to put your the, phone. Is, on your genitals and Kegel in order for it to keep playing. What's donda, the name donda, of those hot dogs that I'm donda. thinking of? The ones that are like Kegels. Crisp? What are they called? If they're, they're Kegels, that's like, amazing. They're not, especially they're as a hot dog. To you, I, I, it's it's something <laughs> like that though. It's like it's a very famous hot dog. I can't, I the I can't fa- think I of think, the name. I think the fact that you can't think of it is what's killing me. From the, the ones that like snap when you bite into them, right? Yeah, they make, yeah, yeah, make yeah. them in Chicago. Yeah, I've been yeah, to yeah. the fucking Gaggle. plant. I can't think of the fucking. Uh, I can't think of it either. Kosher? I feel like it's a K name though. It's something like that. Chicago hot dog brand. That'll we'll find it. No, oh, it's God, Vienna. Don't. Make sure there's a uh, Vienna's what I'm NSFW thinking of. filter no. on. No, it's not that terminology. <laughs> Damn, dude, what That's... am I thinking? I'm thinking of a specific kind of fucking I... hot dog. <laughs> Yeah, a certain kind Kegel of wiener. They, they're not Kegels. Pop them right out. Strength, strengthen <laughs> Get rid of that. Get rid of that. Just hold them right in there. Right now. Pop it out. My God, How everybody. How hold in? Like, that would have been a whole different... It's 311. I'm stopping the Kegel talk and starting the fucking show. What the fuck? You know, what is happening? Kegels, too, so just for the record. Oh. Imagine, yeah, just <laughs> imagine Cool Hand Luke with the, the fucking <clears throat> boiled eggs, but 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 in in his in an orifice and and well, it's just well, flexing in your taint regardless. area, okay? Like they, you can, we can all flex our taints, okay? I mean, your uh, pelvic floor, I believe, is the term. <laughs> I'm flexing it right now. Did I mention that this is is it worse than three eleven? <laughs> and I'm our crow. <laughs> fucking shit, guys. Clean it the wah, fuck wah, up. Wah. Wow. Kegeling over here. You're going to make me... I was going to say, you need the toilet flush with that myself. one God. Uh, what's up? I'm I'm here with uh, the regular fucking assholes. And <laughs> uh, we're going to Kegel our way through the the uh, discography of the band Can. Huh? What you guys think about that? Yeah. Great. Yeah, <laughs> be more enthusiastic, Jesus Christ! Well, yeah, it was a thing. I'm drinking a drink for the show. Do you know I do that? Are you? When aware? you start doing that, is that some sort of new thing? I think it's a new thing. I think I just did it. 
I've, I've got. So he's got some echo coming through. Echo. Yeah, I hear myself. It you must should... be me. Question mark. Well, I was checking for myself. Let me. Uh. How do we check for that? How do I establish whether or not I'm doing that? I don't. Well, I'm not hear... hearing anything now. Okay. There was a it's moment there. Uh, yeah, sometimes that's the beauty, man. Ow, 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 ow. So anyways, Being I got this out. beautiful drink. Drink, drink. There's no echo, echo, echo. This drink, drink, drink. Uh, I call this the the uh, monster movie. This is a, a Belgian uh, amber beer with a... Um, uh, Underberg lemonade, honey lemonade that I made. So nice. it's a little Rattler, sort of, a little shanty. A shanty, with, if you will, yeah. With a, a little bit of Underberg and a little bit of beer and a little bit of honey and a little bit of lemon. You know, you drink it, and then that's it. Really refreshing. Did you, like, did you use actual, like, did you pour, like, a shot of Underberg, or did you, like, I, there's probably, turn it into a syrup? Uh, I like, cook it down? I made a honey syrup, a one-to-one honey syrup, um, and then I added the juice and uh, muddlings. I muddled three bottles of... uh, I muddled one whole lemon after removing the the juice. I removed the juice and put the juice into the the solution, the honey solution, right? And then I, I, I took the rind and the leftover... And I muddled it into three bottles of Underberg, and then I strained that into the solution, and then I made water to make like a small jar of okay. lemonade. Small cool. bottle, like sixteen. Fancy. Underberg yeah. is is an interesting bartender's type of. Uh, beverage. I feel like it's the kind of thing, but bartender's like, you like Fernet? Do you like Underberg? Here's a little Underberg bottle. It's good. Do you it's know a what, digestive. All right, do you know what they're called? Do you know what the technical term for an Underberg is, or like any of those German? Do you know what they are? They're called uh, Crowder liquors. Shut up. <laughs> they're called That's fucking incredible. Crowder liquors, That's but with incredible. a K, like the you know Kraut. Yeah, right, nice, right, right. nice. I always just called it a digestive, specifically that varietal but i'm sure that's that that's just classified as. that's someone it, else's word Crowd, for that. crowder liquors are digestives usually always nice that. yeah excellent that's a thing a tasty mm. herbal beverage uh the lemonade's really good though just the lemonade by itself is good good as fuck it sounds sounds delightful. yeah i was gonna say it sounds fucking good you, after post Kegel, have a little Underberg. Ooh, baby! Yeah, Damn. get a you know get a Chicago hot dog in there. Hour <laughs> and a half of just keeping that baby up there. Lemonade just mm, washes it right down. I could go for a Chicago style dog right now. No lie, truth, it's true. That. Especially while drinking this fucking uh, German ass beverage over here. Well, I don't I find the fucking sausage. <clears throat> the hot dogs they use in Chicago are fucking phenomenal. And like, what the, I think that I think you were right when you said Vienna, Robert. That's the, think, definitely one. He of said the, I feel like there's a name for the kind of <laughs> like snap skin, like the way right. they, they actually process the sausage because like cheap hot dogs don't have the like 
the like sausage well, thing like a real yeah, sausage does. Yep. Right. So so I think that there's like a name for that kind of hot dog. And I, I, I'm going to find it. Maybe not now, but I'm going to, you know, rest while I Kegel. Think deep and find Kegel. Man, I think it's just Vienna-style beef hot dog. It's got to be. I know it's all beef. I know for a fact they're all beef. Um, the ones that I know mess. that are just phenomenal. There's, there's, <laughs> I looked up hot dogs at Snap and got Snapo Rezo hot dogs. What the Sna- fuck is yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Snapo Rezo? Yeah. Mm. Uh, natural casting? Yeah, uh, that'd be Maybe it. That's- that's, That's Kogel. Kogels. Kogels. You see that? Uh, How that ke- see, so like if you were to spell Kegel the way I have it in my head, which is E O <laughs> instead of O E, but it's Kogels, which I don't still think they're skinless, so go fuck myself. I'm completely wrong, and I'm an idiot, and I'm sorry to everyone involved. But Kogel was Co- what I was thinking when I said Kegel. So, so it so, didn't just come out of completely nowhere. I wasn't right. Just yeah, no, no, cloacaing no, no, no. the conversation. I didn't cloaca shake a here. Hey, remember not, the like, cloaca is a Swiss Army knives of holes. Just remember that. I mean, it's impressive. Rub those two satchels together, and you get eggs. And uh, and oh my god, just all right. Yeah. So, anyways, and Can is the Swiss Army of kraut rock bands from the uh, late 60s uh, anybody that doesn't know the band can fucking shit uh the uh the, this is mostly four guys although there's usually a singer that comes in and they do uh, hire other people throughout time it's uh, uh i'm not gonna get these names right holger zuke erman schmidt michael caroli Jackie Leibitz. Um, any of these people, for the most part, could be talked about on their own terms. If you look any of these people up, especially Erman Schmidt and uh, Holger, they they both have extensive soundtrack works, uh, solo albums, all over the place. They're, the band is usually associated with two singers, uh, Malcolm Mooney, uh, who was an American singer that was living in Berlin at the time. This is a German band in case nobody's caught on to that. By the way, we were talking about beer and Rattlers and, and Kegels and fucking hot dogs and sausages and shit. Uh, Malcolm Mooney was their first singer. He went on to do, he had a couple other bands and solo projects and uh, Damo Suzuki is probably their most famous singer who is still, I believe, uh, performing and working. Uh, they put out an album with Omar Rodriguez a few years back. They put out an album with Black Midi. Um, I think these were like live performance type of things. But still, this is a band that is comprised of people that uh, put out considerable output in their field. Um, all worth looking into. But we're going to focus on the band Can, because that's the band. Um, I'd say that this band is starting 1968, I guess. Things to note about the band at this time is that a lot of their recordings are reliant on improvisational jam sessions that they recorded on two-track tape. Like, that that's it. Two tracks. That's what yep. you got. You play the tape back to yourself and record on top of it if you want to do an overdub. You cut the goddamn tape and fucking tape it to itself to make edits. This is 
early, early, early record production techniques that are being utilized here. Um, the first album's 1969 monster movie, but I think we should talk about delay 1968 first, even though it does come out later, much later. Um, <clears throat> there's not much to really say about it either. It's just extra songs that weren't used for the most part on monster movie. Uh, or they're from soundtracks because this band did start doing soundtrack work right away. <laughs> they're, probably did like two soundtracks, three soundtracks before even putting out their first album. Um, technically monster movie is the only real album of the time for the time. Cause there is another one that he is the singer on the entire thing. Um, but delay 1968 is all tracks that led up to that and have him singing also. Um, some good, it's an tracks interesting too. one. Yeah. Especially when you hear it, if you're listening in order of when they were kind of more released, it was like, oh, okay. Uh, there were some like really cool things uh, I remember hearing. I think it's like the first track, dude. There's like one point I was like, this reminds me of listening like Sonic Youth or something. Just the way it just kept going and like the chord progression and just everything was very like, whoa, I, I, I'm here. Yeah, I'm definitely hearing influence at Sonic Youth probably would have pulled from yeah it's they're almost like a like a punk rock jam band Mm -hmm. to some degree but they're like a little more psych like it's 60s psychedelic so but they definitely do that like driving rhythm where like they'll be like hitting four four and it keeps going and like they'll do little changes and little fills but it is all based on this like driving drum bass combination it's just kind of it's kind of somewhat repetitive but it's got that loose rock yeah, but and roll feel it was really interesting listening to it where you're at with the other albums so like hearing where they are then and then hearing this one was very like whoa like okay like okay i would have i would have right if you get to, to put that back in the beginning and if you get to more, delay when it yeah. comes up yeah it's 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 in a like I mean, it makes sense if you look at... I can't remember what album it's in between. Is it Future Days? Uh, uh, I didn't make a note of it. I should have. I just put it up at the top of my notes. It was like, hey, we're gonna, I want to talk about this first because it's the one that it is the earliest can interpretation that you really get other than those soundtracks that you could go look up. Um, and this, uh, to be also noted, we are ignoring the soundtracks to some degree outside of the compilation that comes up soon. Um, this band did like two or three soundtracks a year for like five years straight, right at the beginning. And that's pretty impressive considering they also put out albums consecutively for an entire decade. Um uh, really just like super impressive band but just by the way just super fucking i love this fucking band i didn't i didn't even realize i loved this band for so long and didn't even realize how much more of this band i liked than what i would just normally go to and put on um anyways delay 1968 the compilation of songs i would just point out songs like thief and butterfly 
you definitely see where they're going to be going with their sound and how how their sound is going to work. It's almost like they already had it planned out and ready like that. Um, Robert, anything? Uh, I did. I missed that album. I tell me, tell me, tell me about Monster Movie. Um, I my understanding is that those tracks, a number of those tracks, well, two of those tracks ended up being a part of Monster Movie. Um, specifically the first track, which I want to say is, man, this is my, one of my favorite tracks. I think this is one of their best albums, even though it's like, I feel like it's still, uh, Father Cannot Yell. It feels like early punk rock, very much so in certain moments, but then also like there are, there are like moments of jam. You Do Right is like one of my favorite songs. You have to say You Do Right off this one. It was, you guys liked it, huh? It, yeah, it's it has this, I don't know. It 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 caught me. That's all I can. It's say. twenty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and fucking, I uh, for me, like that song is is the weaker part of the album actually. But it does. I do like that it's twenty minutes. It takes a, like in the middle. I really like it, but I think it takes a while to really get into their the groove that's going to happen. And the the lyrics from uh, what's it, Michael Michael Mooney, Malcolm Mooney. Uh, Malcolm Mooney on this one, he's not my favorite of the singers. Uh, he's like, but it's cool. It's very cool. It's almost Beefheart esque, but like whiny, high pitched Beefheart. Like he like, like his voice squeaks and like strains and and uh, it has a bit of a gravel to it. But it's 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 weird and uh, what he's the lyrics on that song. What is it like? you you make me do right or something about like you show you show me the light or something or you make me believe like it's just really it's very much in the time i suppose but it True. sounds very like stereotypical hippie to me and it, <laughs> that was the one so i was like ah eh, okay i gotta try I, a little bit harder on those lyrics but it is a I good mean, jam yeah well <laughs> the the lyrics in the first four or five albums are fine to me. I mean, like, I'll take hippie lyrics over whatever the fuck happens to this band by album number six. But oh, when I, when they lose the, the Japanese lead singer, when they go from American to Japanese and then the Germans start singing, the Germans are just like flowers and roses shit. Like, that... <laughs> I just, yeah. just to compare it to that, like, this, these lyrics, I don't care if they're, like, empty uh, poetic... I take empty poetic uh, over it, cheesy love shit. That they right. yeah, well, that, that was my so problem bad. with you. Direct. Here's the here's the lyrics. Once I was blind, now I can see. Uh, now that you're in love with me, you made a believer out of me, babe. You made a believer out of me. That was that was the point. I was like, this is not my favorite song. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like well. I I focus more on just him saying you do right, like. Yeah, he just keeps repeating, right just the repeating the line over and over again, and sort of whining and squealing it out. Like that to me is like like the moment in the song. Like the other lyrics are like, no, and that's as, like a that's like a can thing too. That's part of can strength is the using the lyric as like a this is a thing I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna say this thing a lot over, over and over. <laughs> it's gonna be the rhythm. It's gonna be the melody. <laughs> it's it's gonna, gonna be a like song, it. you guys. You're gonna you're gonna have that just earwormed into your brain. <laughs> I, I mean, this I'm not, album is a I'm good not saying start don't to listen to that song. Yeah, absolutely. And oh, and I, but, yeah. I think his vocals are really interesting. I think his vocals are uh, unique. 
and they they work with that weird like like this all kind of sounds like it's on drugs a little bit you know it's loose i think that all the lyrics are strong and i mean not lyrically maybe not the words themselves but like his voice as an instrument like it's desperate it's cloying it's this sort of like raspy of like like nervousness is anxious like it it expresses all of these emotions really simply and easily and most people i don't think would be able to do that um with their vocal range and i think that that he's one of the strongest parts of this first album um is just his vocal ability and like his yeah. way it's, it's almost mm-hmm. theatrical in the way that he like develops his speaking and singing over the entire album and i i was sort of sad to see him go but suzuki grew on me for sure if if he wasn't on that album, that album would just sound like, like a fucking garage jam session. Yeah, like like your neighbor has a really good band. I was gonna say they, it's good <laughs> shit, but it's the vocals that I think is every time is really stuck out to me, especially in the you do right. Like I think just that that repetitive how he does it and delivers it like really earworms so even when i was just like walking around the grocery store i'm even like fucking saying it to myself so uh next album technically is the soundtracks album and i just kind of skimmed it yeah it it wasn't bad it's fine yeah it's fine it is what it is i enjoyed Um, it i enjoyed it i it's much more rock and roll like it's i mean I don't think that they were doing necessarily music for experimental films. So in in the way that like long format songs work differently on uh, a singular or solo album for your band versus like creating a mood. But I like the moods they created. I think that there are a number of songs on the album. Like I, I obviously as pieces, they're not going to be paralleled to each other because three are off of one and two's off another and two's off another one but i really like tango whiskey man i don't know it's like it's like a catchy (laughs) good pop song like i I could see if they were making pop music at this time they would have been making the best pop music you know like they weren't but if they were they would have been making the they would have been the band that people were playing on the radio but instead they were decided to be weirdos you know I, I would even go as far as saying uh, this leads us into the next album. I don't know if it's Tago Mago or Tago Mago or Tago Mago. Whatever. I read it's Tago Mago, but yeah. Tago Mago! Uh, Tago Mago! One of the singles from this album has a, a track that's uh, specific to that single until later compilations. And it's, uh, it's my favorite song ever. Probably not. Probably not at all, but it's a good song. Turtles have short legs. Okay, that song. Uh, I, I'm. I'm just. They did make beautiful pop music about turtles with short legs. <laughs> well, it's turtles all the way are. down, man. That's, where where is that not. song? On what album is that? It's from the Hallelujah. 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 Uh, oh, it's in that, like in that motion. Single. It's in the single. Oh, damn! I didn't. I missed that. And it's on the singles release album and i think it's on another compilation also it's um this uh, this album tego mego is where uh suzuki shows up who is my preferred uh singer it's he's fun uh, just I love this, his uh, like, accent yeah me too yeah. That's, you didn't get how did you not listen to turtles have turtles have short legs not for a walking 
That's like the, the that's the lyrics it says. It I never do. I never do the singles. I I mean I I forget that these older artists their singles will have those like standout alone singular tracks that are not on an album. I mean, I'm used to more of the modern movement. I just listen to the whole albums. I'll have to, I, Tur- I will definitely check it out. But. Turtles have short legs, Robert. Robert. No. Are you getting this? Are you Robert, getting this? Listen, Tur- turtles. Not for walking. They have short legs. They're not for walking. Uh-uh. No, they are not. Nope. Nope. Well, you know but why, we can right? Find it out. We, can, we can find it out. The turtle the short legs are... is the last half of this album when it stops being music. They're supposed to be in the water. Turtles are amphibious legs. more than tortoise eye. Um... The later half of this album where it stops being music is the best part. <laughs> it's so funny to look at the yeah. listens. Like the listens are like in the millions up until it hits um, which I'm just make. I'm assuming that's the way it's pronounced because that's what they do um. in doing that whole song. That song is incredible and I love it. But I'm just saying, up until that point, it's like it's like one movement to me. Like Paper House through Hallelujah is like one song because like his melody throughout Mushroom. Re- repeats itself throughout the entire album but specifically in oh yeah and hallelujah like the way he like says this thing and this song about like seeing like nagasaki and hiroshima like i'm only assuming that's what he's saying right mushroom cloud right mushroom mushroom no, I think he's, he calls I think it mushroom about taking drugs no way dude no way absolutely <laughs> right, not. yeah yeah right no yeah I, okay <laughs> <laughs> i think this um, this one was the other one that had another fucking heavily like Hey, that sounds like Sonic Youth again. I think it was a uh, bring me coffee or tea. Just the slow melodic jam of it, like and, and like guitar driven. Yeah, and their and it, their guitar is not like wailing, whittling, crazy no, rock it's, guitar. It's like driving it's, rhythmic. And it's so good. Stuff. Like the way it's soft and just like building, and you're just uh, yeah. Uh, uh, again, I was like, wow, okay, cool. I'm looking up mushroom lyrics. <laughs> what I saw, skies of red. Oh no, no, no! It's absolutely about that, Robert. I'm just, no. I'm just seeing if there's <laughs> anything in there that actually says, uh, that actually like more than than what I could think of. Because like all I can think of is I was born, I was dead. Skies are red. When I saw mushroom head, right, and then the the end lyrics are dead, 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 dead. This song reminds me of the last song of You Do Right. Like, it's very repetitive and it's got this, like, dark, desperate mood. It, like, sets the pace for the entire album. Like, it sort of feels like coming after Paper House. Like, Paper House is almost, like, weirdly out of place i don't know a little bit but like i still i still like paper house too i like this entire album i think this is one of the best things they've done or they do during their entire career but mushroom to me is like this weird standout song i like the repetition i like the dark jam i like the like minor sounding sadness the desperation the like frustration the clearly like like speaking to the ills of humanity it's just like a really good song and like stuck with me and it's like that's the one that i haven't been able to get out of my head since we listened to these this Group. That's that's the song that got me into Can when I first listened to Can and it was like oh there's a mushroom song cool and I was like oh it's a, oh, it's fucking they're saying crazy shit that's deep shit bro <laughs> so, uh, I think that one or, or Hallelujah are my favorite on, Hallelujah on is really really good it's so really good. good it's long too mm-hmm. 
1831. I, I love that they're, shit, though. But they're like, everything flows, even regardless. Like, each album, like, the transition between tracks is so flawless and usually just so articulated that you don't even realize half the time that you're on an 18 minute track versus like a seven minute track. You know what I mean? Like everything just has these ebbs and flows that are just very like, it was amazing having it. Like I slightly upgraded my home stereo. So it was really awesome to have that like playing in the background while I was working, coming back to work after vacation too. So it was, this album has like, uh, sound effects that are like the sound effects and like the cutting of the audio and everything is, is much more advanced on this album than the first one. The first one actually did kind of sound like, like there was, there was some, all that weird shit going on, but like not, not as much as, as this one where like at the, I think it's the beginning of, of mushroom end of paper house. Maybe, maybe it's the end of mushroom and beginning of the next track, but, um, you can almost tell, like, if you know production and like and, and editing music, you can almost tell that they put this like crashing sound. It's like with like a weird phase effect going on, and and you can almost tell that it's meant to cover up the cut between the two songs, but also like it works perfectly and it blends right in with the rest of what's happening, and you're it's it just becomes a part of the whole album and the whole song. And uh, to think about that, though, to think about them even after recording songs being like, we should put this here and then have this go into this. And remember that part where you were doing this? Let's cut that and we can work it in if we use this on top. You know, uh, all, all these things. There are a few times where you can kind of hear the cuts on these old albums if you, if you know ones. what you're looking for. And I, I feel like... Uh, this is one of those albums that definitely has that, but it's not, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. I mean, this is a professional product. This is a step up in recording techniques. Um, and almost a going towards like a, a bedroom style technique. Cause you got the band doing this. This isn't their producer. You know, this is yeah. them in 1970, 71, 71. So what differentiates improvisation from jam? Because I do I like jam bands? Because is this a jam band? Am I like secretly list have we is this secretly a jam band or is it just not secretly and I'm I like this band and it's a jam band? I've talked so much shit about jam bands like an outrageous amount. Perhaps out of uh ignorance and negligence to the entire genre because what I've heard of it has upset me so. But like this is I mean, there's very much a sort of rhythmic center to a track, which people follow around. I love shit like Tortoise. Like, post-rock to me Mm -hmm. doesn't do that in the same way. Like, I feel like there's very particular moments, whereas this is, like, always returning home to this, like, bouncy rhythm somewhere, and, like, hallelujah. I mean, there are moments where it moves away from it, but it always comes back, whereas, like, in post-rock, like, a 9 to 10 minute song may never return. But, like, I like this a lot. And I think that there's maybe not as much indulgence in the, like, soloing category, but maybe there is, and I'm not paying attention to that because I've been told this is an incredible band and I've always liked them. But I wonder. I, I wonder. Here's, here's, here's the thing about jam bands, and I could be wrong about this. I mean, if somebody wants to correct me, go ahead. And I, I guess I'll start looking up jam bands right now to try to confirm. But I don't think jam band was actually a 
type of band, a definition for a band until like the 90s and going forward. And I think yeah, that, that it was sense. more a way of describing bands that would use improv inside of their uh, rock and roll Structured sets. Set. Yeah. And, and that's why Grateful Dead gets lumped into it, right? But then like there's bands like um, uh, Television, who television was known for doing long, you know, improvised solos and stuff on top of this, basically a proto-punk uh, style, the CBGB, you know, rock and roll type Television style. is incredible. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> do you think they're a jam band? I don't, but they jammed. You know what I mean? If jamming is just improvising on a certain chord structure or melodic structure, uh, for an extended period of time, then I, I, you know, I suppose they are. Um, I think that one of the crucial elements here too, though, is that like jam also is I sell live albums. So like the experience of television live is not the experience of television on album. Here's the thing with the live albums though. Every jam band that you know worships the fucking Grateful Dead. And if they don't worship the Grateful fucking Dead, they worship fucking uh, Fish. Or maybe like Allman Brothers or whatever. But like Fish, Fish is, is probably yeah. their, Fish their is shit the that they were like. the next biggest one that I know. Er, er, yeah. er. And, yeah. and that's because Fish sort of liked the Grateful Dead, right? And like the fact that the Grateful Dead would go on these long improvised fucking solos for no reason. And during like 90% of their set. And their set took three hours to get through. Fucking. <laughs> the but I was on acid, bro. So it was so cool. I'm down with the Grateful Dead. I got no. I'm like, I don't want to listen to it very often. But no, you know, but, like, well, that's, that, that, you're right. I'm. You were on acid, and it was yep. so cool. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they had lights, and like people were dancing, Dude, the and the song kept like, going. Uh, I, I will. I will take acid and go to and a dive bar <laughs> show, and it's fucking amazing. So I couldn't imagine. Taking acid at like a big ass jam band like sesh, you know. So that's all I'm saying. I, I, I enjoy it actually. Once you get like, I hate the idea of it, but once you get me into a crowd on acid, I'm just oh, like, me too. Hey. I fucking, COVID fucked that shit up for me because I love crowds. Like I can pass through and like it. it fuck that shit does not bother me. In fact, I fucking especially when I was fucked up. Like it was like. Let's fucking do this and just like mob through the crowd to get wherever you need to go. Ugh. And then COVID. And now it's all like, ew, there's more than 10 people. Uh, but what I was saying with the live thing is, is that fucking uh, tape heads. I think that all comes from the fucking Grateful Dead's tape heads because people would go to Grateful Dead shows with the setups to record them. And, and uh, the Grateful mm. Dead encouraged it. And I think it's like a tradition that got carried over from them to now right. bands that do that i'm trying to look it up and it's like this keeps saying that jam bands come from the 60s and like yeah i, I get that I, I understand that everybody that is in a jam band worships 60s psychedelic rock and roll uh and like half of this page is like yeah so uh, it starts in the 60s but so anyways <laughs> then in the nan- 90s it's like yeah in the 90s <laughs> motherfucker. well and also but i mean that's the thing though is jam improvisation is a jazz thing anyways as well yep. like i mean jazz was improvisational by nature and so you weren't yep. necessarily going to get the same playing ever again so and that's an important distinction to be made but like and that's interesting that bands were doing that but i, I feel like i suppose the way that it's done in more modern uh, formats is what's off-putting. Perhaps I'm more inclined oh, yeah, to uh, something in that's 
that's older because it does lean into more of the jazz roots of it as opposed to like the more modern pop structures that can be really cheesy you know and the bands that Mm -hmm. do it have this tendency to be like navel gazing and like looking far back in the past but doing it poorly and so i don't know i feel like i've given bands that lean into improvisation an unfair shake after you know listening to this particularly and knowing that like they had a six hour set like it reading about them they played a six hour set like you don't have Uh, six hours worth of music on a six hour you just don't they didn't they they didn't they just played these songs and these songs were you know three hour songs that they like you said cut into pieces that became an 18 minute song like that's incredible in its own way really to have done that but you know at the same time this song was written but was it i i think that that's an interesting was it I think that that's an interesting <laughs> approach because when you listen to the live take of, I didn't know Mushroom was Mushroom when I listened through the live version. Like it started playing into the live versions at the end of this album, and I was like, "Wait, hold on, what's going on here?" And then I looked at it, I was like, "Oh, this is a live version of a song, and does not sound like the recorded version of the song." Dude, that's so, funny. Is I usually skip live versions, like most of the time when we do this, like the live shit. Just fuck that. Like I don't care like what are you you're trying to sound exactly like you are on the album good for you guys whereas like this one i think same thing i ended up going into a live version it was like what 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 the fuck so i ended up listening to quite a few of the live versions of stuff because of that classic like that cliche jam bandy where it's like yeah but this fucking version I mean, did you hear what they did at that at that point instead of what they did on the album? Like yeah. mind blowing, and you're like, I mean, that was cool. <laughs> I didn't know the album was over, is what I'm saying. Like yeah. it moved into the next <laughs> yeah, no, track. I, yep. And I was just like, what? I, this I, isn't coffee, tea, and crumpets, or whatever the last fucking song is called. <laughs> I was um on one. Let's just say that I was on one, and I put this album on during the week, and. uh I had it on random and didn't realize and it went to one of the live tracks second. And like, I was just on a walk, but I was, you know, and, uh, <laughs> was like, something sounds a little different um, to me. Uh, I have a lot. What is, I know this song, <laughs> but, uh, this is, this is a weird place for it too. I thought I knew this album. I don't know. Maybe it's like the anniversary release or something. I just kept walking and then like, I don't remember what song it was, but the chorus came up and I was like, what the fuck is happening? And finally pulled my phone out and looked and was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I knew this is wrong, you know? Oh, my God. But, like, it sounded like part of the album. Ugh. Like, it belonged there. Uh, what I am finding is now I finally got to, in the 90s, uh, the term jam band was the late 90s, retroactively applied to certain 60s bands and psychedelic bands since the previous and then it, i just need to point this out because we need to put it on our list of bands to cover um string cheese incident no no but that's funny too also widespread panic but not them Uh-oh. uh they wikipedia brings up blues traveler oh my god oh as shit. like one of the reasons why jam bands are a like cultural what forefront blues traveler of the time blues traveler i mean because they had a horde the horde tour where they brought on all the bands like the you know the old jam bands and the the dave matthews and the the the, those guys (laughs) the the dmbs and such 
That's I why, heard that. That's why they get a bad name. <laughs> I heard that Blues Traveler started, and half of the reason why they were like popular in their local scene. I mean, outside of the fact that they they could play that type of music that's like non-offensive and appealing to people that want bar, bar room. I want ethnic music, to, but I don't want to be bombarded with it. I, I, yeah, I want some with some roots, but like and some harmonica. If you got a harmonica. Mm. Some roots rock. Let's do some roots rock with harmonica, you guys. Come on, whiten it Let's up go. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whitewash uh, the hell out of it. Apparently, their thing was that they would bring mushrooms, like just pounds and pounds of mushrooms, to their shows and sell them to their the the crowd, and that was how they got their following. I'm not gonna lie. I, I mean, All if right. it's a good I'm... price and if they put on a good live show, I'd trip balls somewhere. I mean, uh, well. Now you know where to get like your mushrooms so you can go dates. to the next show. <laughs> yeah. Man, I mean, like, if they're well, like selling half out, like, like even half of what you normally pay for, like an eighth or something, I'd be like, yeah, fuck it, dude. That, I'll watch that's like Robert when, when Robert was talking about the new Guided by Voices album being boring, and I was like, hey, I don't really want to listen to a new Guided by Voices <clears> album, but if they were like here, you know, is Guided by Voices here? No. Well, then, no, I don't want to listen to Guided by Like, you know, I'm out looking for some mushrooms. I got some mushrooms. Are you going to take these mushrooms? Sure. Are you going to stick around for Blues Traveler? Are they here? I can okay. stick around and yeah. check out two, Why three songs. Well, right? You know, here. I mean, nom, nom, nom. these are good, huh? They're going to, like, play some, like, rhythms and stuff. Maybe I can move my head a little bit. I'm going to watch them get all to be too much, I, I will leave with oh, yeah. my product inside of Mesa. Yep. Maybe yeah. the hook will bring me back. To the bus. Come on. Oh, motherfuckers. All right. Where, what's going on now? They go into this band, uh, Tago, Tago Mago, Tago Mago. Turtles have short legs. It's great. Uh, go listen to it. Best album of all time ever by Can from 1971. Uh, next album. I can't pronounce that. I'm looking at the word. It I don't means know. Aegean. Yeah. A- it means Aegean okra, dude. What? It looks like so okra the, on the so can. So there's okra yeah. on the front, but yeah. it means Aegean uh, okra. Aegean? It even sees okra yeah. soten. So whatever translation from wherever that's the specific place, I guess, of the okra that it comes from. It's got a really good oh. track that's, uh, that... Uh, Breath of the Wild, Legend of Zelda. I didn't hear it, man. I I (laughs) I listened to that track like three times, and I was like, I don't hear the Breath of the Wild. I beat that game. I don't play games. Everything. I don't play games. I don't know. So that's that's above my pay grade. My head flew right over me. It's it's so so for you, uh, Perry. It's there's a section when they go at the end of the game. You go and you fight uh, Ganon in the castle. The music in the castle. Gets to that point where it's that whatever mm. that synth line is at the end. You'll have to listen to it again. I'll, I'll last, have to like reach, minute. Yeah, I'll I listened to, to that and I was yeah. like, I was like, this better be noted in this game's like liner notes that they ripped this shit right out of nineteen. I mean, it's a Japanese lead singer, you know, and Japanese people love Japanese stuff. So yeah, true that. Them being like, this is a sweet ass line. We're ripping this. Like, I'm sure that which song? <clears throat> which song is it? Vitamin C. On vitamin the C. La- Oh yeah. yeah, the last like uh, after about two two ten two fifteen, a, a keyboard line comes in, and I s- s- 
I, I swear to God, it is the exact same line from this specific dungeon in Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's incredible. Like, to the T. It's not like almost. It is the line. So. <laughs> <clears throat> but this album's incredible, too. This is a, a great follow-up. Uh, it's, a, it's a little less moody. Yeah. Um, Can we call out the fact that they uh, actually made a song called Soup? So that when you see it on any device that actually displays track information, it says soup dash can. Soup can. <laughs> soup can. Soup good. can. They Very knew good. what they were doing. Uh, I like that. I enjoyed that. I that discovered that the band Spoon named themselves after this song on this album. I did not know that. This is That's one of their hit songs. Vitamin yep. C and Spoon are their, like, yep. two of their hit songs. Um... I didn't know that Spoon named themselves that. Spoon's a good band, okay? They're I not like bad. I, saw... I like Spoon. Yeah, I, I saw them. I feel like I have to defend pe- I have to defend Spoon to people. N- not you guys, but like other people. Maybe maybe just because I live in the Pacific Northwest. I feel like it happened in the Midwest, too. Because they're not hard enough? Like I don't know. I feel like Spoon I... fits, would fit right in in the Pacific Northwest. Like Pacific mm-hmm. Northwest like... is like... The shins and built to spill and fucking spoons like I don't know the southwest I think they're from the southwest they're from Texas or some shit like I don't know what wow. they feel like they are I, I thought they were west coast are they or east coast I thought they were east coast I mean oh I thought they were a, a southwestern band but maybe that's the like shins Virginia's I'm thinking of too but the shins replaced went, went moved to uh, Portland I feel like the the Pacific Northwest is like indie rock oh, no, you're right from Texas. Austin yeah Austin you're right. Yeah, I thought they were. Yeah, I thought they were more towards that area. Their earlier stuff is like is is really interesting and like for the time period was like ahead of its time in in terms of at least cool of being cool as fuck. Like they it's were good cool rock as music. Hell. Yeah, it's good. I but I I feel like everybody I mean, is like oh, I you know fucking yeah, not not indie enough, not hard enough, not fucking like who knows? I don't know, dude. Pitchfork they, they, jocked they, they them did, so hard. Uh, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying, though. I feel like a lot of people, I mean, are like, oh, no, man, Pitchfork was on, and, like, they were on a fucking iTunes commercial, and I get that way, too, but, like, that that for to me, Spoon is, like, the good iTunes commercial. <laughs> yeah, know? that's when it's like, oh, they chose them, as, you know, like. I think the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's had a fucking iTunes commercial what is it? at one the, point. Uh, like, SLC that, Punk, that right. shit, where it's like, remember, son, I didn't sell out. I bought in. <laughs> This is we talked about this a little bit I think last week or the week before but indie rock was was indeed indie rock for a good amount of time and Spoon 2002 I think is Kill the Moonlight and 2000 like they had a bunch of releases before the big one that made them stupid famous ga 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 before that there were like easily six albums it's like dude what are you talking about this yeah. band had mm-hmm. established themselves had a great sound each album was a unique piece like you listen to one album and you listen to the next and you're like, oh, this is a new album and they're writing new songs and it's not anything like the last album, which is cool as fuck. Most bands don't do that. I mean, and in comparison to this band, like a similar kind of band that like made an interesting sound and then did something else with it album to album. Like that's important to me. And I feel like Spoon has always it's... been a band that does that. Even like their most recent album, which I don't love. I don't think it's the greatest thing that's ever happened, but it's still it's not what they were doing before. So... It's it's fine. It's totally fine. It's a, it's an album. It's listenable. Listenable is good. It's better than a know? lot of other people's fifteenth uh, album. You know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
I feel like this album from Can that we're talking about, and also like we're already this far into the show and we've only made it three albums. I'm sure we'll get through the last few a lot quicker, but this, <laughs> yeah. this, this, uh, I think that stands for what these albums are. And, and, uh, this period of can, I think this is kind of the last one, although the next one touches on it and they continue going back to this kind of style, but this like almost punk psychedelic punk rock driving improvisational, weird textural rock and roll thing that they do is fucking these three, these first three albums fit right together um worth going back and listening to and like if you if you don't like can you should like these albums anyway you know what i mean like if you don't like the rest of it like these three albums all fit right together and they seem like part of a fucking era that that just comes together and works and even into the next album uh, 1973's future days there's still some of this although they do move more towards um a little bit more spacey instead of cr- like crazy chaotic. Cause the first stuff's kind of like crazy chaotic. And now this one's a little bit more like, Hey, why don't you just sit back and float for a second? It slows you know? down. Th- it's been mm-hmm. described as ambient, early ambient. There's parts. Yeah, I can see that. It was definitely Doesn't a lot album... slower. It became more in that backgroundy melodic kind of sense, but does this 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 one has a is another one of the albums that has like a 10 minute portion where it's just like sounds happening if not more than 10 minutes right it's like the it, bel-air like Tyler, right or yeah i think so bel-air is incredible has yeah has some of that and yeah that that's some of my, again that's some of my favorite stuff when they're just like you know what man, man i don't know I'm tired of playing this song <laughs> fuck rhythms just want to make this noise on this keyboard and maybe oh, have your guitar go like, Do that for a couple minutes. Right on. So the first three albums, I think, are like masterpieces in a certain way. Like, they're incredible albums, right? And then this album comes out and it's very different. Like it, like you say, it's toned down. It's mellowed out. It it does it does sounds, but it doesn't do it in abrasive ways like some of the earlier stuff does um, on the earlier albums. It's like like calming like static and crackle as opposed to like growling scratching like you know biting nails on the chalkboard shit and i think that like this album is low-key really good like coming out after those three it's it's it it's sort of underwhelming like if you're listening to it chronologically and right away but as actually and repeat listening one of their best albums in my mind like it's interesting it's doing something at that time period that i think that wasn't as big of a deal you still have 19 minute tracks it's a four minute it's a four track album two of the tracks are eight or nine minutes long and one of them is 20 minutes it's an and it's like and bel-air is great like i love bel-air bel-air reminds me of like tortoise being like we listen to can we're writing dj'd like sure here goes a 19 minute song and it's incredible and i love that and so it just i i think that this album is is one of my favorites on like secretly hiding behind all of the rest of them because it because it's really good and it it's not as abrasive and i think that for me as a listener i i loved it i really like this album it's the last one with suzuki on it also oh yeah and i think it's a cool little like closing chapter yeah it, it kind of Marker wise, with the albums moving forward, that totally makes sense. Where you're like, For oh, sure. yeah. Yeah, the guy's gone. He's gone. Oh, the guy yeah. that talked nonsense half the time. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's not here. Where'd the shouting go? Where did the shouting go? 
the I I absolutely think that this is included if we're gonna go with first three even into the fourth album are top tier. These some of these are they probably amber albums. These are probably amber if we were to review them on their own on our grading yep. system that we based off of three eleven. Uh, <laughs> these are probably the top tier amber because amber is the color we're, we're, of the energy. Uh, the next album does continue with that slower sound and that little more like thoughtful, melod- me- methodical sound of, uh, calm down a little bit, you know, uh, it's also their last on the two track tape. And it's the first one where the rest of the band kind of has to pick up vocals, even though there's not a lot, uh, soon over God, why do they do this? Baba Luma. <laughs> Yeah. How come they have to speak languages I don't? Soon over What's Baba wrong Luma. with them? Baba Luma. That's fine. Baba Luma. Baba Luma. Soon over Baba Luma. Um, I like this one too. I like this one just it wasn't fine. Bad. So it sounds, sounds great. I don't remember any tracks that put me off. This is in fact, definitely in that spot where they were it's an amazing like background music like you can do shit and you're not going to be upset about (laughs) what's happening you know i i'd say this is the last one where maybe like studio heads and um like you know the deep cut type of music snobs are gonna say is like this is good this is a good album by can this is it. This is this is where we're stepping into a whole new uncharted territory going forward. Shit's not going to be the same after this. Tis so true. here's your last fucking chance to have a nice kind of moody background fucking can kraut rock band for you. Smoke them if you got them, boys. This album's dope tight this album is it's tight, tight. it's mm-hmm. it's uh, really good it doesn't feel like it it, it it deviates too it feels like it's more of a return to the earlier albums it's a little noisier it's a little more chaotic sure it's a little more hectic sure. than the other stuff there's a, like hardly any lyrics which is a blessing because you know when the germans start to sing i i start to get real scoffy you, well, uh, no offense to the germans, germans. Mu- their music is incredible but like lyrically like the stuff when they start singing they sound I'm like, like Man. they sound like any like 60s rock and roll pop group you know what i mean of the germans singing or on this album singing singing. yeah 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 yeah. yes it's yeah it's hammy and silly i mean like i feel like in the next album or maybe it's the one after that there's a song that's like laugh till you cry live till you die yeah i think that's flow motion it's just like i know that it's (laughs) probably tongue-in-cheek and i know that it's probably ironic you know like i want to give these guys the benefit of the doubt because clearly they're all incredibly well-versed and talented musicians so they're probably being snobby dickheads about it but at the same time it just comes off as cheese ball live laugh love stickers on your wall shit you know yeah i don't think not to hop too far ahead but i kind of get the feeling that can has always kind of been like what were the lyrics you were saying? Oh, okay, cool. Who gives a fuck? True. Right, baby. <laughs> like, True. Everything is anything. instrument. Everything is instrument. Yeah. Say chocolate bar six times in a row. I don't give a fuck. Go. I'm going to jam out on my guitar. From my, <laughs> from my reading bar. of this band, uh, Suzuki did apparently not have written lyrics, really. Like, he... Uh. 
knew them in his head sort of and then he'd improvise them so i mean with that in mind then yes of course like you know like the band doesn't really know the music and the way they brought apparently they brought the soundtrack music like one guy would watch the movie scene like and then he'd bring it to yeah, his and friends and he'd it explain to it to them so like their whole view of the world is to be spontaneous and sort of you know telephone right like i tell you you tell the next guy until we get whatever the hell we just made which is cool it's a very cool idea but you know lyrics sometimes bit- when they stand out become a bit more because we're you know we're, we we speak a language we hear words and we're like oh wait now i'm not listening to that guitar line anymore i'm listening to this hokey ass lyric you just said but anyway it's a it, it's very uh jazz workshop in theory like the way that works you know what i mean like taking an idea like that like i'm just gonna tell you what this is about you make right. sounds that you think sound like that like that's very much like a jazz workshop type of way of creating a sound um, which is incredibly awesome which is a very for cool some, and interesting style for hmm. some reason i feel like i need to tell this story just to put it out there also because it's, it's funny and I, I hope it doesn't offend the person that it's about because it, I love this person, but one time we, when uh, Robert, probably about the time you were joining Circus Pig, we recorded these like 30 minutes of sound of, of songs, and I wanted to make a sound like a noise track to go along with it. So you'd play the two a, a, together, right? And this is a, a concept that we did finally accomplish with another release. But um, in order to do that, we got the the recordings together, right? And we got headphones, and there was three of us, and it was me and stick and geo and uh what we did is we filled stick's apartment with sound effects things that anything that made sound just all over the place and we had a couple microphones set up and then all of us were listening to the recordings that we did on headphones and playing along with just with like noises right and uh in the middle of one of them giovanni just starts going tv 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 and yes. fucking stick just like put down the thing he was playing and like looked at me and like I looked at him and like he just like shook his head and was like oh <laughs> right like did the like cut him off type of thing but I couldn't do anything because we're in the middle of a fucking 30 minute like improv noise session thing and uh once Giovanni left Brandon was like hey can you put that in reverse or something to like not have him screaming TV, because this doesn't have anything to do with fucking TV. <laughs> Dude, that sounds incredible. Oh, my God. It's so it's so funny. That's the best so thing funny. I've ever heard. Geo is my favorite person. <laughs> I think it was because I was turning a TV on and off, too, or he was, or, like, like that was part of the thing. Like, we had static on the TV, you know, and it was turned up so we could turn it on and off and have static play. I feel like you right. and, and Geo and, and and Stick were all, like, in art school. So I feel like he was probably doing art school stuff. That's, like, an art school thing to do. That was during school, too. That was when yeah. we were in college. Yeah. Like, yeah. that feels like a thing you just... I mean... Whether well, I would have left it in there had TV. it... That's incredible. <laughs> I would have left, left it in there had it not been for, like... You know, a dude being like, yo, you, know, you gotta fucking... Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, all right. I mean, I'll you two are little... working on a thing. I get it. I, I I heard uh, one of my friends saw Radiohead once, and uh, Tom York is apparently very idi- idiosyncratic and eccentric on stage. But like, at one point, he just stopped singing and started running around with a microphone. Like, song is going, and he just goes flies, flies, 
flies. And he's like swatting at his head and he's just saying flies for like 30 <laughs> seconds to a minute. He said that he just stopped and he's running around stage. That's amazing. Shouting though. flies, flies, flies. <laughs> Could so you like, imagine like, like being on drugs Tom York's and doing watching it. that yeah. live? Like it would be the greatest time of my life. Like. <laughs> this guy's saying flies? Yeah, like, like, like hail to the thief or something. Yeah, it's like, fuck it, the name it, of one of their songs. Could like, oh, I guess they don't really no play some of the drops, uh, no rain drops, no rain. Regular ones, it flies, but. it flies, flies. You're like, what the I wonder, fuck? Like, am I even just getting attacked by flies? <laughs> like, oh my god, am I in fucking fear and loathing right now? Like, with his bats everywhere, I'm so confused. <laughs> That's so fucking good. And that's, Dude, again, back to, to be- the live show thing where it doesn't matter, like, if, if you're entertained. I mean, you could be drinking, like, I always say being tripping balls because that is a blast on live shows. But even a good, like, buzz, like, no matter what, a live show, it, man, if they're at least half good, like, that's so much fun. <laughs> I, I think we should point out that sometimes, though, uh, the if the music's not good, well, that's it's what not I'm saying. Like, it's got to be, be like <laughs> at least at a point where even if the music, maybe their onstage presence, like something has to be engaging, right? Like that, that's my I, thing. Because I've been at shows I feel like, where it's, ugh. Yeah, I got to go. I literally got to go. Yep. It's bad. I feel like Radiohead uh, really wanted to be Can, just as a side note. Well, I mean, I can sure see they, some of that, yeah, for sure. Because sure they were inspired by it. Yeah, well, like, Can has that, that a lot of bands that I actually like, but, you know, I do like Radiohead on a lot of things, and uh, I think just a lot of those bands that fall within that, there's no way they did not pull inspiration from Can, like, at all. Like, I hear a lot of that. I mean, like I, I said Radiohead earlier. Radiohead like, covered them. Oh, I oh, wouldn't yeah. doubt yeah, it. They yeah, did. that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's yeah. a thing. That's a real thing. So back to us talking about things sounding like just basic seventies oh, rock and roll. Jesus, here we go. Um, yeah, we're there. We're there. Uh, although I think we should take a second to point out that at this time, this place, the sound that they're doing, what they were doing, um is advanced compared to when other groups start bringing it in and uh, examples being them using ambient passages in future days and soon over Babaluma um, that precedes most of Brian Eno doing ambient styled music that at the time he was doing more rock based stuff and, and coming out of the, the Roxy music stuff um, going into landed and, and it's not as prevalent as this, but they do start bringing it in. We start seeing more of what would be called world music showing up. Uh, and that was not a term that was necessarily used at the point at this point, world music didn't become uh, popular in the the like mainstream lexicon until uh fucking like in the eighties or so. And this came, it came up the the term was coined in the sixties, so it was around. But um at the time that they started doing world music, which is what we're kind of starting to get into, is about the time that people like Bowie and um like Talking Heads 
who would later adapt some world music in are doing stuff that sounds more like what can was doing at the end of the sixties. Uh, like the Berlin trilogy is starting to happen for Bowie as these guys are moving beyond that into this world music of, you know, 1975 and six 77. And we're talking Graceland from Paul Simon doesn't show up until 1986. Uh, super ahead of the curve, even if it's well. And the Stranglers started doing in what, like nineteen eighty two or three, like yeah, right, yeah. right. Um, this album is not bad, started. dude. This album is not. I don't feel like this landed. Is, I don't feel like this landed is, as world is a shock. Is the next. No, the no, landed sounds it like yeah. it's it. It sounds like them trying to make like a rock and roll album for the most part, but it still can. They still use weird sound effects just, and shit like that. It didn't it say, man, even like, like Vernal Equinox to like Red Hot Indians, that it being slow <laughs> and drawn out is up. We're starting this Red Hot Indians. I don't know what that one's supposed to mean. But like, <laughs> <laughs> it just, it, it didn't, it the same. Like it, it felt like it was, trying to get into that kind of spot where it was drawn out and everything but it uh, it at this point for sure i was more checked out and more way more not paying attention as having it as a background music so this was the album where they got a 16 track tape recorder as opposed to just the two so they could lay down a rhythm track and then go back and lay down a bass track and then go back and put on a guitar and oops, I fucked up that guitar. Go back and let's record over it. I'm going to fix that guitar. I think I'd rather do the guitar like this. Um, And it just sounds more like songs. It sounds like they were trying to get some kind of song to come out. And, And there's like elements. You start to get these like disco rhythms this album if i remember right has a little tiny 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 bit of that like almost reggae sound that like on the drums at least on one or two songs that might have actually been soon over babaluma god it's so hard to keep track of these when you do them back to back to back oh, this this <laughs> one this one yeah. still fe- this one feels like i i i don't feel like they're the next one is when it really turns. Like this one, still, oh, yeah. like yeah. this yeah. one has like electronic sound effects and synthesizer noises that are maybe a newer thing for them in a way. And like, there's like a like a weird like warbly string section on half past one that's like far away and watery. Like they recorded it weird, or it's like electronic string, like you know, like violin or something. Uh-huh. Um, but I think that I I like this album. I honestly like this album. I was like, I was expecting yeah. it to be like. I had never heard of this one. Like uh, this is as far as I'd gotten in can was up to the last album. And so this album was uh, like, same. I was same. sort of shocked by this album. Cause I was like expecting it to be like completely bad and like off the deep end. But I was like, this album fucks. I apologize. That's a stupid term. I picked it up from a dumb TV show. This is an incredible album. And I like it. Don't apologize like for that phrase. I stand behind that it. phrase is amazing. I, I stand behind it. I like anybody, this album. I think it's, I think it's interesting. It, if it fucks, like they can go fuck themselves. Cause that, I, I, I like this. Phrase. I like this album. I think that it's interesting. I like Vernal <laughs> Equinox. I Red Hot Indians. I is probably. It's a change, though. It is. It uh-huh. is. But it's, like, it is it's, a big change. It's. It sounds like them trying to bring in new things to like 
like almost I'd say it's almost radio, but like I was just saying before, it's ahead of the curve. So it's almost like them introducing the next phase of what well, popular yeah. music like they've is already been doing through, what they've you know? been doing for a minute now. Like like it's just that classic, do you want to sound like Pennywise your entire career? <laughs> Nobody wants oh. to sound like Pennywise, not even Pennywise. Oh, they, but uh, they still do. Oh, <laughs> um, I should point out that this this album has a uh, saxophone on it from, okay, I don't know this guy's name, Olaf Kubler? Maybe that's the name. Who knows? U- Olaf Kegel, something like that. Kegel? Uh, he's from the band <laughs> Amon Duel. A M O N D U with the umlaut, another U with an umlaut L. If anybody's looking up, they're really interesting. Uh, I believe they were like literally a cult oh. of some kind, or like a commune when they started off. That um, that does like psych rock music, early psych rock, and then one of the saxophone players is on this album, which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that's. This album for there's there's a point in their career coming up where they bring in uh, musicians from the uh, band Traffic, and I this is kind of what I feel like this is is them trying to be paying homage to these psych rock groups that they enjoyed previously, who also probably like them. That's kind of how I look at this album. That's, I don't know if that's accurate. That's just kind of how I feel about it. I, I feel I feel like it's it's it has some psych elements, but I also feel like it leans away from sort of some of the like cleaner because it's still like it still feels like it rocks more than psych rock has a ten- I feel like psych rock is like a lighter sound often. Well, At least where they would have been coming I from. I feel that like this is where period. they're really trying to like solidify songs, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I, but Vernal Equinox is, is still yeah. eight and a half minutes, you know? Well yeah, but like yeah. They're really like dialing back, and like each one is a little bit more structured, quote unquote, if you will. I felt at yep. this point, like it didn't have as quote like jammy feel. Like there was like I don't know whatever structure they're using on that the, their song building, but it definitely didn't feel like the first. It changed. Yeah. It changed it. Yep. If this, the, yeah. This, Be- well, it's be, well, absolutely, though, because the jam, the improvisational way of creating means that if you do a change in the music, say you're playing in A major and the song's in A major and it rotates around three chords on a fucking four measure fucking repeat, right? And you want to do a change. And, you know, being a musician, you know that, oh, I can move from A major to like a D major. I can move to the fifth or the fourth, but everybody, everybody else needs to know that. And if there's a rhythmic change, everybody else needs to know that. Whereas in this album, they finally could be like, Hey, I, I got this like guitar riff. Yep. And I was thinking it goes we to do here. This kind of change. Hey, you know what? That's Holy awesome. Holy fuck. Yep. When are you going to do that? I don't know. Like, Eight measures in? Yeah. Bro, I was Holy thinking shit. eight measures too, man. <laughs> we can do that how many times? 16? 16 times? <laughs> on tape? On tape. Bro, you This song ends on Unfinished, though, which is like a bizarre noise track. And it's 13 yeah. yes. minutes long. So, Can't like, even if, that. like, there are much more straightforward songwriting being done here, it's still, like... You don't have that. Most bands would never even fucking think to do unfinished at the end of their album. Let al- I like. I think part of my favorite part about that being the last track 
is that you got that album that's like obviously can when you hear the sound effects and the fucking like tape manipulation that's happening you know that it's can and they're doing something that doesn't sound entirely like can you normally sounds but then they put this track at the end it's like hey by the way though uh we still (laughs) can't this is our band yeah we're canning around (laughs) <laughs> we're a band that may or may or may not mean communism anarchism yeah, nihilism <laughs> well, nihilism it, which doesn't it doesn't mean that but when the well it's retroly fit they thought, or whatever they call that terminology yeah. yeah i think that's fucking hilarious your band means this you yeah know, but you know what sucks like, it's i can't think of the word nihilism without thinking about fucking flea and i fucking because oh, of the big god lebowski. damn big lebowski <laughs> <laughs> So now every time uh, nihilism pops up, I think of flea, which then inherently makes of, me think of red hot chili peppers, which then gets me of, angry because I hate Anthony all the Kiedis. members of the red hot chili peppers. Though that's the best. Oh, one to flea think of. is by far the most one that I would at least be like, it's fucking flea, man. Like he played in fear. He he, he was in fear. He, he was in Mars Volta. I was gonna say he did the fucking recording tracks for Mars Volta, like. He's in the Big like, Lebowski. I'm gonna... Like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not no, fucking I agree. With it's not terrible, but it leads me to the path of Anthony Kiedis, which then I just get angry. I'll, I'll also say this: I don't love slap bass. Okay, it like, has its moments. It has its moments yeah, where it's sure. fucking phenomenal. But if that's some your of my shtick, favorite bass players, it play becomes it. very like, oh, there it is again. There it is. There it is. It's almost always in cheesy music, unfortunately. Like, <laughs> I, like the thing about it is the people that slap bass are actually really good. Slapping the bass, man. It's annoying that they're so good because they're playing. It's it's like when you know that John Mayer is an incredible guitarist, but then you hear what John Mayer does with incredible guitar skills, and you're like, this is annoying to me. Like, I know yeah. that a slap bass player is really fucking good, like way better than I am at my instrument. But then I hear the song and I'm like, no, no, why is this what you're deciding to bring into the world? Why are you birthing this golem into the world? This fucking shit is cheesy as fuck. It makes but then you wild. get sweet quotes from like Paul Rudd where he's like slopping the bass man. <laughs> I like it. What that's just... I mean, I can forgo that, God. honestly, <laughs> if I yeah. need to get rid of some of that hey. slap bass. Hey, speaking of some like bizarrely uh, like slightly offensive Jamaican stereotypes, I'm gonna go get a drink while you guys start talking about flow motion oh, because I got I one? like go ahead. It came out in 1976, and I'm going to get a drink. Me, I hate my podcast. Bye. You mean the fl- flow uh, motion for me? Flow motion for me. <laughs> this album is uh, a complete turn face turn of face from the previous album yep if unfinished is the last track of landed like unfinished is an indicator that they are done with their previous years like landed i think this is the last album for one of the members because he was like you guys are selling out basically oh i wouldn't uh, doubt it. Like, this one was bad like i know i was saying stuff about the previous one but it was definitely that build where you can tell that there is that transition, but like agreed with unfinished, it was definitely that like, but we're still, we're still doing our other stuff. That is lost on this album, in my opinion. Like it is first and foremost the other tracks. It is that complete 
song building that is no longer using the improv or whatever whatever great things they were doing previously to write as a group i think is just gone and it is definitely like hey these are songs now right like we're, we're, we're making songs okay cool we're gonna write songs these guys made a really silly ass world music uh, like Caribbean, Hawaiian, Jamaican album. Pearl it's so alone silly. Is like... <laughs> this album is so silly and so out of left field. Like, I understand why one of your band members would quit. Like, if I was like, this is the album I'm on. After, like, you're saying there's no improvisation, which I think is completely fair. They've lost everything that they did. They, they're not uh-huh. doing any sort of complicated guitar uh, soloing. There's no bizarre instrumentation. There's plunky, soft bass. There's this, ah. like, almost, like, uh, seashell synth in the background. It's so goofy, Dude, but I, Babylonian I, I still Pearl? enjoyed it. I don't know. <laughs> I still enjoyed it. The Babylonian it. Pearl track just made me... I, I had to listen to it twice because, I did they do anything different? In the entire three something minutes. And I don't think they did. I think it's literally just like you could. I think they've made like a video game soundtrack where it's like, all right, you got the basic rhythm. Now repeat that for at least four minutes and we're good to go. Got you. You know, you know, um, I, I can't, I, this album. <laughs> Uh, I can't, I can't agree with you about the the improvisation and stuff. I I see where you're both coming from because it does seem like they use their multi track recording to lay down like a rhythm and everything. But I do think that they tried to apply. I, I think I literally think they're like, what's this disco thing and what's this reggae thing? These are weird. Let's do what we do with that though. And they were like, how do we do that? And the like, everybody was like, okay, uh, drums and bass, you keep doing the thing. Guitar, you gotta do a thing, and you gotta keep doing it. So somebody else is gonna have to do some weird stuff on top of it. And so like, you get like, uh, hold on, I gotta look up the the song titles real quick slow motion like, it starts- sounds like a tv show intro that never ends it's like that uh too many coats mm-hmm. sketch by comedy Central. slow, slow motion kids. almost sounds like a can album it almost sounds like it's a can song you yeah, know what i mean it yeah. does it does almost yep. and so like the later half of that album does but the first like five tracks it's like you guys want disco? How about reggae? How about reggae? Okay, how about disco then? Okay, but reggae, right? Uh, and slow every reggae. single time, slow reggae. It's like, it's like they picked like two chords to go back and forth between on these rhythms, and then like would occasionally be like, all right, my guitar's gonna be like, wow, right here, and then I'm gonna play a fiddle on this next part. Okay, yeah, go ahead, bro. You say fiddle? Yeah, do it. Let's do this. Yeah. What are you going to play on the fiddle? Oh, exactly what you're singing and exactly what the guitar just did, but like a little bit different. Might bend a note a little different. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's reggae though, right? No, no, it's reggae, it's reggae, it's reggae. Reggae? Okay. Oh, Va. Good. reggae. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I loved this. I turned it on and I was like, what the actual fuck is happening? I was not happy for like a few moments. <laughs> and then like once the weird noises started coming through and I realized that this was Can trying to make reggae and disco. Why'd you put reggae and disco together? 
and then give up like right at the end of the yeah, album. They didn't too, commit like, at I feel all. like it's a little funk too. <laughs> it's a little funk as well. A little bit of yeah, funk. They but a little bit of funk, funk has always they been always in some camp. They always bring the funk. I feel. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Those like the drummer is a funk, like a jazz funk funk drummer, one hundred percent. I don't dislike I mean, anything Can has done. I'm just gonna throw that out here now on our way through hmm. the next pieces of shit. Yep. Uh, I'm, uh, for pieces of shit, they're really good pieces of shit. Well, I mean, I I'm saying pieces relative. of shit. It's, and like, it's relative to what we're talking about. Like, I, I think we're you know when you're comparing to previous work, you're like yes, but then when you compare to like a band like 311, it becomes a little different. Well, but <laughs> bands that keep making decisions to do things that are different and then still be like, here's that 10 minute track. Like there's there's no there's no reason for them to have a ten minute track on this album and a fifteen minute track on the next one. There's yep. no reason, and there's no reason for there to have a five track album ever again. But they continue to be like, yeah, I'm gonna do something that's sort of cheesy and a little different than what we were doing. But is that fifteen minute track you guys motherfucking love? Like, yes, it is again. Oh, uh, feed me <laughs> every single time. They're I'm like, like, I'm gonna feed you, baby birds. And you're like, hell I mean, yeah. I don't- <laughs> I like the opening track of this album. I think it's so cheesy and silly. What's it called? Hold on one second. Um, I want more. Yeah. It. Yeah. It. It feels it's like dope. a parody of itself, which to me yeah. is is a is a choice, and it's got like I don't know, like the little keyboard line in the background that's just like ping, 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 ping. It's like it's like video game music. And- <laughs> Well, also still be whatever sort of reggae-ish lights-inspired music, disco. It's incredible. It cracks me up, man. Uh, You know how I always, always, always love the fucking, uh, the albums by bands that are all of a sudden just like 80s synth pop for no reason other than the fact that 80s synth pop. I love love 80s synth pop. I'm always like, this fucking, this is great. This, This is, this is that, except it's 1976 and like. Yeah, to be f- fair, the, at 1976, Bob Marley was somewhat famous. But when we're talking about Jamaican music and about reggae music and reggae rhythms, this was not super popular yep. at the time. This was something like these guys had to go to some fucking hip club or something to fucking get exposed to it. You know, you had to have a fucking hip friend that was into fucking music from all around the world to be like, oh, here's. Bob Marley, this guy's getting kind of popular with his rebel music, blah, blah, blah. You mean that, All the songs go... Not your local uh, white dude who's uh, selling you weed uh, that just happens to be playing Three Little Birds on his car stereo while you're... Yeah, that's not who that was at the time. No, I don't La- think so. Laugh Till You Cry has this line that's a gu- it may be a guitar or maybe a string. I can't tell. But it's like... And which It's just a I cool thing. I think it goes thing. back and forth. It, yeah, it's cool, and it's just like it's like so goofy, and they're singing over it, and I just I don't know. I really like it, and more and more and more. Like that's such a weird track. It's two and more, two minutes long, pretty, yeah. and all they say is "and more." Like that feels off and wrong. Like why'd you make that decision? Because you can, and this is a weird album, really. If you look at it from the broader scheme, even though it comes off, it's a very like weird album, a very straightforward album. It is not at all, but it's still goofy, you know. <laughs> It's still like laughably like it, what is going on, brother? I it's like the the last album landed, Flow Motion, and the next album Saw Delight in nineteen seventy seven. Those three for me are like the this is goofy, this is bad, but I kind of like it because it's goofy and bad, but it still can, and Ooh, I like I, can. I did not mind. I Saw Delight had some interesting things like Sunshine <laughs> <Did it>? Day <laughs> and Night was like 
Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the one where I was like, oh, fuck me. All right. This is the last. That one bug- bugged me. I, even, I think I even sent a message to some, like Robert or maybe the chat where I was like, why is there a buzzsaw on the cover of this? Yeah, I, don't I thought this was going to be like like a buzzsaw type of album, and then I turn it on. It's world music. It's not even reggae anymore at this point. No, there's not like. This is a Paul Simon like a little album, bit. Dude. Yeah. This is Paul Simon's yeah, 1986 sh- record, Graceland. <laughs> it's, it's better. It's better, actually. I'll it's, give it better. It's, it's I not that this. album. It's not that album, though. I, I was not. The, so the funniest part is, is that apparently there is a. Um, one of the original members of the band wanted to do like world music, like way, way back before, like in 1968 or whatever, they wanted to do world style music or like, you know, Africa, the flautist that quit. Yeah. And they quit because they weren't doing that type of music. And then like five, six years later, they're like, you know what? That flautist had a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, always kind of there. There's bongos and stuff all along, you know? You listen back, even Tag Omega has like some hand percussion and stuff. Yep, so I does. get that where they're pulling it from. Um, this album's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. I couldn't do it. Oh, this I, is definitely uh, the I, I turning do point it. of where it was very. Well, I don't say turning point. It starts going previously, but this one in particular had some things that were not bad, but like. I did not much enjoy this. Around it was goofy, the but then occasionally some. Yeah, someone oh, would jump out God, at you. Yeah. You're just like, "What was that?" Oh, okay. Well, that was weird. Yeah, I, I think I, this like, is this the is... beginning of where the fucking lyrics or vocals were definitely very questionable. <laughs> I would say that this is the last one that I would be okay with if I was uh, in a psychedelic mindset. And, like, I could still laugh at it and enjoy it. Not that there aren't, like, shocking and, and funny, out-of-nowhere out of type of things that happen on the next last three albums. But this is the one where it's like, I don't really like the music that's happening and your choices for sound effects and what have you are getting a little weird. This is also the one where um, the bass player stops. Holger Zuke or whatever. And he stops playing bass because he didn't think he was good enough for the band. And he just does like sound effects and tape editing. And they bring in members from Traffic and two other bands I don't know, but I'll say them. Uh, Roscoe G and Rebop Quaka Ba. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know those bands. I don't know them. I'm not that cool. So um, we'll put those on the list. I'll figure that out at some point, I guess. I don't even fucking know. Wow. Oh, one of the guys is from a Jamaican band. So... Roscoe, These Roscoe G. last three albums are in their own sort of special space, but can we talk about? And I want to I want to talk about this now because we've gotten past the sort of you know fawning of this band which we have. But the album artwork almost always is fucking trash. Like terrible, like, terrible. The album artwork for this band is like so bad in so many ways. And like at this part, it's like it's like transcendent how bad it is. Like. Well, like I mean, this album we're about movie. to move into, Out of Reach, like, is someone what grabbing paper and it's a fist behind paper. Yeah. Like, oh, oh God, yeah. okay, guys. Nobody's saying it's paper necessarily. I thought more like latex like, or like a bed sheet. 
Kind of I like, mean, what? yeah, fine. Like, and the and the saw yeah, blade is... with like whatever like oh, yeah. geometric shapes in the center. It's like, I mean, and the can Ege Bamyasi is like like that one is weird enough where like at the time I'm sure it was like yeah, but like as a modern viewer I'm just like why did they choose an okra can because the band named the album Okra, so it's an okra can and a soup and because like, they were. Yes. They, were, they had gone to New York and shit and like knew Andy Warhol, so they were definitely into that whole. I, like, they kind of had that I, kind of pop uh, scene, so. I think uh, for like Monster Movie, I'm okay with it. Monster Movie's like not bad, cover, except, but like the bottom except that it's Galactus of it and it fucks me up. Well, why is it Galactus? Well, it's like Galactus yeah, with it's no not, face. That, that's the other side of it. It was like, it's not really a. Uh, yeah. The art itself then, isn't it, bad. I didn't like really the uh, Tago Mago with the, the best weird cover. orange scribble. That's the best one, and I get the the okra one. That's fun. That's fun and fun. That's the last good one. Everything That's else it. is and garbage. Then all the rest dude. of them. Yeah, it's really bad. Well, I the, mean, uh, I kind of like the, the delay. Was over I like the fist sort of silly. Earlier. I kind of like the fist. Uh, grabbing the the sky. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of like the fist grabbing the latex paper sky thing. I come. I'm kind of okay. I just don't think it's like it's it's not a great album. It's not a great cover. And I don't like when I see that cover. I expect. I guess I I expect something kind of like can I expect like a 70s prog rock thing. Uh, you know, maybe I don't know. Or like I, a Christian band. Or like, <laughs> like I could see uh. Like fusion jazz doing that. The 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 future days uh, album see, like, cover I is like B too though. Throw it up in your dorm room type shit. Like I listened to Can and like why'd you pick that one? Because it's purple. <laughs> it's like all right, yeah. it's gonna try that, brother. Like all right, that's cool too, man. I got I a wrench. The wrench one. It, the wrench one is like is like my oh, fa- well, it's my so favorite bad. cover because it's the worst. But it's my favorite. Well, no, the next one's the worst. But this one's the worst. So godlike. Of this ten years, it's like, like why did why you pick a wrench? A wrench, of this why a wrench? And with can in it, and it's this. Oh, you're twisting the sun. I just think that one's the goofiest. It's so silly. These, and they even try to make three the albums. can. They try to make the like. They try to make it into a hex bolt, and they did very poorly. Don't <laughs> failed. Yeah. <laughs> These three albums. What fucked me up is is all of a sudden there's this guitar that sounds like overly distorted but super clean at the sound time. Do you know same time? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it like mm-hmm. I don't know what that distortion is, and it cuts through everything. It's just like on top of everything. Like what? No, 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 no. Stop doing it. And it's over I think out of reach has the least amount of it. Oh. And then going into can at right time, it's every fucking uh, I guess we could kind of just talk about these three all together. Yeah, they're, kind of they're all basically the same. Dude. The same. Like, well, right time is like ten years later, and what the? F- it's just worse. Everyone's worse. Every single one yeah. in progression is yep. worse. And, but somehow, I kind of feel like I, I my personal feelings towards them is that the self title can is the worst because there was like 10 years in between the next one and the next one. I'm just like, Oh, haha, you guys tried with your original singer and at least the original singers here again. Well, so 
All right. And it's and and the eighties production that's done on the on the eighties one is well, fucking hilarious. The only thing bad. I can say Except, so out of place. The uh the self title one was like I think at one point it was like Oh, that was a short little jam. And then I looked at the title and it said Sunday Jam and I was like, Oh. Well there there's there's that. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's literally what that was, wasn't it? Because yeah. it, it was short. Like, when I heard it, it, it didn't feel crazy, but it was a, it caught my attention enough to be like, oh, well, that was not as what's going on lately. That that was the other one where that one and unfinished where I saw them when I heard them and then I looked at the title and was like, that's literally what that is, yep. isn't it? That's that you just weren't done with the one, and this one was literally on Sunday. And you <laughs> yeah, were like, you were jamming, you jammed. Oh, okay. but I'm old now Fuck. and I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, we've been doing this for ten years. Oh, let's. It was uh, only five minutes, stop. yo. Uh, yeah, no, market no, is no, 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 it's been ten years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, <clears throat> these last albums are like in the like scheme of the band are like painful in, in a way, but like also like, I mean, you hit right time. And you're like listening to like even the singer who like Mooney was so feral, you know, he's so upset and like monstrous on the first album. And like by the end, it's like he sounds like Sting or something or fucking like he yeah. sounds like he sounds like Phil. I Cox. heard that too. Like, I, okay. I, don't, like, yeah. I was well, listening to it. and I was like, what is ha- like like who is this singer that he, this man sounds like now in his old age? Like is Kiss by the Rose in the Grave about to happen? Like I just like I'm like hearing this man's voice <laughs> and I just and it hits me and I'm just like, man, like this is rough. And we age. Right. So we're not going to be the same as we were 20 years before. But it's just like you guys are like. You guys like hit that note, but it's like you guys like made a really good Sting song, <laughs> a nineteen eighty nine Sting song. Like, I still think they oh, like gosh. made a like a. It's better than somebody else's shitty band at the time. It's shitty though, but it's better than that band. So like, I mean, better, I, 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 better I, I, better like, I'm just like, roasting. like if it would be like the, the, this is the equivalent. This is I think this is the way I want to describe it. If someone were doing three eleven right now. Better than like 311. The whole band? This like would be the band doing 311 better than 311 on the most recent album. That's all I'm saying is they show up 10 years later and they did the 311 band. They'd be like, this is the best 311 band album I've heard. And you're like, who is this? It's Can. They're, <laughs> oh, they're at it again. I don't know. There is redeemable moments from all of these albums. If you take them at face value for what they are as not the best songs, not the best, like anything, but there's good playing on here. There is, you know, fun, unexpected keyboard runs, sound effects, maybe not guitar. God, that guitar sounds so bad on these yeah, last few albums. Fan. These last albums are so bad. They're so bad. But they're good bad. Oh, you know? it's they're better okay than bad. other things I've listened to. <laughs> and other other bands that probably like 10 years later sounded exactly like this or whatever right. were probably yeah they were like oh well, it's really crazy did you hear that like, later can album it's like that later can album dude it's really crazy to step back and realize when these albums were released like any like thing we have to say about these is <laughs> it always blows me away when it's like yeah but this was from like the 70s and 80s this isn't some fucking 2000s album that we're complaining about some cliche fucking recording or songwriting bullshit. Like, this is like, <laughs> like back then, which is, yeah. 
Serious? Yeah, this is, guys, that's serious for shit For real right there. shit. Did you guys... Yeah, that... What? Did you guys mention that EFS number 99 is like some circus clown shit or whatever? Dun, 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 dun. What's it like? <laughs> classical music? Uh, yeah. It's like, oh no, they play the can-can. They play yeah. the can-can. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that yeah, and it's and it's with the and it's that guitar sound effect slash like keyboard sound effect. It's like, wah, wah, yeah, wah, that was wah, the wah, point wah, at which I literally wah, wah, wanted wah, wah, to die. Yeah, I was so mad. I was so fucking mad. Oh, I forgot about that. Why did you bring that <laughs> up? It's important. Why the we must speak on oh, that. I know. It's true nature. I think we completely glossed over. Uh, maybe we all like <laughs> ignored it. No, I blotted it from my oh, mind no, because it little, drove like, me insane. Yeah, of all ones too. It's like if you're gonna like. Like pull some kind of fucking like piece like that like why that one why that one why the, and why with those sounds yeah why the sound why did they choose those effects those effects are so it's like farty yeah because it plays into that like i i feel like because it plays into that track like that that piece is very like i don't know i never feel of it like as used in a serious manner you know what i mean like that is never used in a serious manner it's always whimsical offbeat slapstick like that kind of shit so adding to that makes sense why they choose that but it's still very upsetting that they did it Man, it anyway. sounds like a like an early early 90s like kids sitcom yes exactly that's what i'm joke. getting at. like that slapstick like, just like nonsense oh. Just like oh, the Aquabats. Uh, yeah. But the it Aquabats, like the Aquabats, would Aquabats. Be, do better. <laughs> like oh, okay. And we well. loved the Aquabats, so like you know, this song makes yeah. me feel like the Aquabats can is doing something wrong at this point. <laughs> at least the Aquabats have their no own offense show to, to the Aquabats. No offense to the Aquabats in that they have a sense of humor and they were playing music almost as like. Like they they were clowns. but that's the they point. Be They'd clowns, be using you know? that track yeah. for a, a, a comedic point. You know what I mean? Like if they and, and, turned... and maybe Can was maybe they were maybe they've been trolling. Like they were trolling since fucking the seventies about that one. You know, like who knows? But imagine if they made <laughs> that horror music, dude. That shit would have been cool. You know, <laughs> that shit like turn it on its head. But anyway. I thought that shit was funny. And when that popped up, every that was I started playing the music out loud by the time we got to this period because everyone in the room could like handle it. I feel like my mom, yeah, and I was playing. Yeah. But like that hit, and they were, everybody in the room was like, "What?" <laughs> like everyone, no one expected that, and no one was happy about it. Not a single person was like, "I'm so glad this is happening." You know, wow, like not this a single, is everyone was like, "Why is this happening?" <laughs> like everyone in the room. So. It doesn't matter what your music perspective is. When that shit pops up on an album where it doesn't belong, <laughs> it's shocking. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, not needed. <laughs> oh, man. That song made me kegel so hard. Ooh, when how, many did you, how, how many of those uh, hot dogs did you keep up there? <laughs> man. Oh, I wonder if I can get some kegel hot dogs out here. <laughs> Maybe. You know, they don't. But they don't have I, the I don't snap. know, though. They don't have the snap. Gotta have a snap. They're, they're skinless. They literally said skinless. They were like, Kegel's skinless. And I was like, that's bullshit. So I was wrong. I was wholly they, wrong. They don't, they don't, they fuck up hot dogs out here. What's crazy though is the fucking hot dog vendors, uh, the, they have, they usually have veggie hot dogs and they're fucking good. What the fuck is happening? Dude, you know what pisses me off? That's weird, right? You know what pisses me veggie off? There's a good. fucking awesome food cart. 
like just down by my liquor store, right? Uh, on the weekends, I get elote, you know, like the corn, like with the butter and spices and all that shit. Oh, yeah, Fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Delicious. I love elote, right? So, like, that's usually my go-to. I'll get some elote. But they also offer TJ dogs. Which a good TJ dog is fucking pretty good because it's usually a good hot dog wrapped in bacon with a bunch of uh, almost Chicago style where it's like tomatoes and a, a few other kind of stuff like, like mount on top, right? But the biggest key is bacon wrapped. I've had some bomb ass ones, right? The one down the street, man, I just want to like talk to him be like, man. you know, you can get good hot dogs, right? You don't have to use shitty hot dogs. <laughs> like, it's so disappointing. Like, as soon like it looks, it looked so good, and as soon as you bite in, and you're like, you instantly can tell that they're using a mediocre Frank, and it is just <laughs> disturbing. Like, come on, man! It's, it's just all out assholes and elbows. Huh? Like, oh yeah, like we're not even talking all beef, Frank, man. We're talking, you know, this is like the bottom cheap like chicken pork and beef yep. the mid the midwest has has a has a really big polish and german population st- like over time right like the germans came to michigan in the 1800s yep. and like it makes sense that we would have like a dope ass sausage oh, good. Game over yeah. there. whereas the west coast like the the thing that i would expect from the west coast is some fucking like cross like oh it's um kimchi hot dog mixed with uh like there like, is like shit like nouveau that. cuisine and right shit spot, like fusion hot dogs bomb. and like sometimes you just want like a meaty german brat that's like wrapped in pig intestine and like killing it you know you don't want some well, nose held i've had hot legit dog. tj dogs they're fucking bomb when they use a good good one but like the spot might down down the way man they just they're cheap as fuck and it sucks because it it's one of those situations where it shows in your product. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's not just like, oh, yeah, we're able to circumvent that with, with the flavorings or anything else. Like, we can kind of, like, tweak it. It's like, no. Like, and maybe my palate's just at that point now. But, like, <laughs> it was super off-putting that first time I bought it. And I will never buy a hot dog from there again. I'll buy their lote. I'll buy their churros. Like, you name it. Like, all those other things. They do they it, they do it well because I'm not they're not I'm not usually trying exactly. to buy a hot dog like, anyway. Chotos are really so easy. Like it's like you just make a quick dough and yeah. throw it into a fucking frying, and then a lote. All you gotta do is have good corn on the cob, and that's it. And then spice it up with the shit. So America is just uh, one cornfield. So out. Uh, yeah, out but here, most of it's not they, even uh, for fucking human consumption. A lot of it's for feed and ethanol. So there's that. It's good. People can barely digest it. Corn sucks. Fuck corn. (laughs) Out here, you get a bunch of fuck corn, dude. It takes up so much fucking land. It takes up so much. It takes up a lot of You know what I have to say is fuck almonds. I love nuts, but almonds can go suck a dick because they suck so much of our water up. Like I think it's like uh over like a thousand liters of water for like a tiny portion of almond trees. Fucking, uh, what I was going to say with, uh, Robert to you saying that, I, the, like, West, you expect fancy stuff like that. I do have a few multiple fucking beer houses. Beer houses. Beer houses? That I that have sausages, and none of them have great sausages, though. Like, I don't find, like, in the Midwest, you know, I could, yep. there's a couple Polish halls out here, I guess. I could go get some fucking decent, but, like, 
none of those places do it. And the big thing that they do for the hot dog carts here is uh, caramelized onions and uh, uh, cream cheese. That's how they serve their hot dogs in Seattle. That's a Seattle. Interesting. I mean, I'll try it. I think think sometimes they do tomato slices, too. I I actually started adding cream cheese. Like right, I thought it sounded gross. I started adding mine to yeah. uh, hot dog buns. I cannot see that I don't being do it like bad. They do like it downtown, it, but because it's it's better than like uh, my wife uses mayo whenever she does hot dogs, and like I just I can see Ew. why, but I I can't do the mayo. So maybe the cream cheese might add that 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 factor, but I just I don't do the mayo thing. Cause... The cream cheese makes sense. Caramelized well, onion to me. Yeah. Give me kraut, dude. Give me. Oh, I can't uh, do kraut. Peppers. I'll take caramelized give me, onions. Give me dill pickles. Well, they usually give me. I, they have that stuff on the side. Like sure. that's what they'll. They usually like hot dog carts out here are a flat top mm. that they're mm-hmm. literally just oh, doing cool. caramelized onions, and then they like. Dude, my have uh, the, like, hot dogs cooking underneath. My, I don't. What do you call your cousin's husband? But uh, I, I recently visited my cousin in Portland. And uh, we went over there and talking to her husband. I think it's a cousin-in-law. They, instead of buying a grill, they bought an outdoor fucking flat top. And it is the coolest fucking thing nope. in the world, dude. Yeah. Like, he was straight out there making chicken fajitas. Like, one side, like, you know, it's like four. He has four spots for the heat, right? And, you know, awesome flat top where you can control each one different temps for nice. what you're doing on each it, i was blown away i was like what <laughs> it sounds like an expensive piece of hardware it wasn't that bad like different he was like looking at a certain grill versus the flat top and they were basically within the same price range and hmm. they opted to go the flat top for their kind of cooking and they haven't looked back since and i was i was like Whoa. like my mind was yeah, like what like you like decent sized table griddle oh everything dude you can do your breakfast fucking your fucking uh, grilled cheeses like you goddamn anything you can think of portable grill (sighs) i'm looking at 250 that's not bad i see like so like 200 bucks for for years of experience and that's pretty awesome but it looks like the ones that like so like i've cooked on a flat top a lot and I would want a big flat yeah. top. And I think the ones that are marked griddle are not as big as what I would no, want. You want like it looks a, like the bigger this ones one was are more like 400, Big fucking four, four burner flat top, dude. Yeah. If you got the extra yeah, money. Yeah. I love cooking on a flat top. I mean, I prefer fire. I prefer a fire It depends oven. what you're I prefer doing, I think, for the it flat. It depends like, on what you're doing. Whatever you're cooking, yep. like a flat top is a good overall, I feel like. You can get most shit done on that. I do oh, yeah, prefer sure. a good fucking fire, uh, which leads me to my other thing is my sister actually has a fucking awesome pizza oven, and I was blown away because I was able to actually do my pizza recipe in an actual pizza oven, and it was phenomenal. Pizza ovens are expensive as fuck. Well, this one's as a portable fuck. one. It's not that bad. Like We're looking about the one. I, it, it's basically the one I want, expensive. which I think is about 800 which is not bad for something that is multi-fuel. So you can use propane and or actually use like wood and whatever in the back, right? So you, it's, it's multi-fuel. It has a bunch of these check marks. And it was like, 
it's only about 800 which it means it's actually quote-unquote portable so you can actually move it you're not going to move it regularly but it's not like building a stone one in your yard you know what i mean my but, buddy did that but in the, but i'm right it's like stone it's oh like dude my wood, i have a wood fire oven in the backyard i have a friend who's so <laughs> hardcore about like bread and pizza he not only has his own pizza like dough like stone like from scratch built on his yard like a uh, fire oven but he also <laughs> went as far as like to make his own little like like a uh, brick shack for uh grinding his own brains too like this motherfucker is that like he's he does his own Calm percentage down. of grains and grinds <laughs> Fuck, i wish i i wish i had hobbies god damn dude. fucking a though <laughs> i wish i hobby. had land but, and but money wish, to do i wish i had that. Yeah. yeah space time and yep. money for all of yep. that like are you yeah money when and I then love... hobby i don't know <laughs> well it's for me it's money and and like land like I live in an apartment. I can't like even if I want, even if I could afford the pizza oven, I got nowhere to fucking put it. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not like I do that inside. Was, <laughs> well, that's what somebody somebody was telling me to get a fucking just last night. Fucking a friend of mine was like, "Oh, you got a job? We'll get you a drink. Come on out." I was like, "Okay." We ended up getting into this fucking argument at the fucking uh, sitting at the bar top about buying espresso machines and they're like oh why don't you just you know why don't you just, like buy yourself an espresso machine you drink espresso all the time right i was like yeah, yeah. like no i'm not gonna get a fucking cheap shitty espresso uh-huh. machine like that's not how those work you have to have space to put an espresso machine up you have to have like you have to plug it in it has to stay heated you have to have, you the have water, to like, like make it hook yep, up to your fucking yep. water and fucking run the pressure and like Half the people at the bar were like, no, I worked at a cafe and like, I got an espresso machine for $600. And I was like, yeah, how's the fucking milk steamer? Does it actually steam it? Do you have to fill a fucking cartridge in the back full of water? Mm -hmm. Nobody fucking wants that. It's not going to have the right fucking pressure. It's not going to have the right temperature. It's not going to get up to temperature and stay at temperature like it's supposed to. Like, you, what the fuck are you... T- like, nobody wants to spend the money to keep a fucking espresso machine up and running. Unless they're using it for a fucking for a business. business. That's all I'm exactly. fucking saying. And I don't want a $600 one. Like, get me the little fucking stupid puck, I guess, at that point. Give me one of those Italian, uh, they look like teapots. Nespresso or whatever. Called? Yeah, th- whatever that is. Well, yeah, no, I, I 100% yeah, these, agree on that, dude. These people were just like going, I was like, you could get them. They work. They make espresso. I agree. But I feel like I don't want to spend $600 on something that's just going to make me a like meh espresso. Oh, dude, that, that's been my pizza quest, to the dude. Cafe. That's been my at-home pizza quest is to make an at-home pizza that does not taste like a fucking cafeteria pizza. That's all I ask. Right. That's all I've been trying to do. And I've, I've been, <laughs> I've gotten so, so really close. Well, it's uh, the pizza's a pain in the ass too, though, because when you like oh, mine's a when you do fucking thorough process, make, dude. I have to make a poolish. When you make pizza dough, you know, like you need the like you ex- making one thing of pizza dough is kind of a pain in the ass. You want to do a big so I have batch to do so at least cut it and roll. I do it. at least four batches because, but I can right. freeze and then them. You got to have a place to cool them. But when you freeze them, that changes the fucking yeah. But it's not changes bad, things though. about it's it. It's actually really awesome. No, no, no. It's not. It's not. But. But yes, I agree. they it's don't do that fresh. at a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. When you do it fresh, yeah, you make the yeah. dough. They sit you let there, it proof, and then you make and the pizza. each one gets made into a pizza, hundred percent. 
but it's so, super awesome knowing that I can still do that. But like my uh, my pizza recipe is like three different flours, and like I have to make a poolish. So it's basically like you do you start the honey and uh, yeast and everything with a little bit of uh, flour, and you start that in its own little container and let that kind of uh, ferment and do its thing, and then you use that and pour that, and then use your next amount of the larger amount right. of flour and everything to make the actual full right, batch right. of dough. And then you let those sit out and do its thing. And yeah, it's so good though. It's like, cause I've, I've gotten into the, uh, Napoleon style of pizza dough. Like it's my yep. favorite. Cause it's, I've gotten it even in my at home oven. I've got it where it's like nice and crunchy on the outside, but soft on the inside. I'm not getting that mm-hmm. nice burn from the oven, but I'm still obviously because I don't have a pizza oven. But like, it's right. it's you don't have the fire. There's no fire right yep. there. If you had a fucking flame, then you. But it's it. it's so good. It's good. I actually had my um, my brother in law, my sister's uh, husband. His family's Italian, right? And they have a so we both made pizzas one day, and they were using basically they made this all around sauce. Basically it's a pasta sauce that they made that they kind of, because they have like three kids, it's just way easier to make this one sauce that they can use for pastas and they'll just use it for the pizza sauce as well. Right? Like just a tomato it, sauce. It, it makes sense as with kids and everything, especially my sister's dough. It's a quick two rise dough where mine takes literally like a day and a half to do everything I needed to do. Uh, so you guys have to plan for that. But like, I made my sauce, which is a fresh pizza sauce. So, like, you just basically peeled tomatoes, like, olive oil, uh, a little bit of uh, garlic, and, like, basically a four-finger pinch of salt. And then you just squish those tomatoes together. Like, you don't even blend it. You just squish it together. And then you, like, when you put that on the pizza and cook it, like, the the good if you set up your oven in it right that heat will cook that sauce to a good spot where it's phenomenal and even my brother-in-law was like yeah. tried my pizza and he was like my sister was like what do you think about his pizza and he's like that sauce is fucking awesome <laughs> and i was like fuck yeah and it's super simple like that's the crazy part it's better than making sauce from a can huh Rich. Huh? Is huh? the best rap band Which is, of the seventies? Best rappers from nineteen seventy one to eighty five. Are they? Are they uh, worse than three eleven? No, Nay. not at all. Oh, okay, that's good. That's good. That's that's really all I care about. Can ain't worse <laughs> than three eleven. And good food recipes. Turtles have yeah. short legs. Turtles do have short legs. They're not you for know, walking. They're not for walking. So, w- when I was saying I was on one the other day, I just don't, I don't like talking about it. It's like after after the other week, Perry, when I made the drink, you know, I still had leftovers, and I did like because I don't do that stuff that often. But okay, well, I don't do a lot of that stuff very often. Right, right. and uh, uh, you know, I just don't like talking about because I don't want people to be like this guy's just like everyday fucking. <laughs> doing these drugs that are harmful to his psyche once a week well you know fuck them uh i am somewhat liberal with my drug use i don't care 
You can try to sell me your scare stories about him all you want. I'm almost 40. Yeah, it's over, all right? <laughs> At this point, you're lost cause. Just fuck off. Just go fuck off with yourself. Go fucking, I don't know, fight abortion laws or something, you piece of shit. Um, well, the, um, I, I got on this tangent where I started writing this like notes for an essay about food and what we consider food and where food comes from and how you get food. And, and even today as I was making this, cause I, I was like, oh shit, I forgot to make a fucking cocktail or I guess this is a mixed drink, but, um, for the show. And like, that's a thing, you know, we're working on me and Robert have been working on a fucking cocktail list and, and like, we're, I want to fucking do that. Like, that's a thing. So, um, I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do for this German band? Oh, fuck. I got an idea and like came together and, and, and it's, it's a thing though, for me, like music and food are like, are like somewhat of a similar experience where it's like this, uh, a create, like a, somebody can give you a creation that you will, associate with a time and a place and a memory and all of that comes from a fucking community that had to you know nurture a fucking environment in order to create the person that would generate this thing or that would even apply themselves to make this thing that you indulge in whether it is food or music and and that that's uh something that i don't think a lot of people think about when they're enjoying themselves <laughs> nor do i necessarily you know what i mean that's sort of a reflection type of thought um but it, but it's funny that you went on a food <laughs> we started talking about food at the end here instead of the band can which is not worse than 311 oh, no. not by any means worse than 311 by person. any stretch no there's by no way uh, no way at all at all probably like even those shitty albums are so entertaining but that's the point there's like, something what they're happening. doing what they're bringing to the table like we're comparing those albums to their other stuff and then when you take them right. as a whole it's like i don't care what they're doing shittily <laughs> they didn't the, make the, shitty the, albums to sell commercial music exactly Three will always be a band that was yep. designed to sell commercial music and be a part of a scene and a trend that was making album records sell they were never Bro, did you guys get your like, tickets to 311 cruise come on Ugh, that's the grossest i think thing we ever. should go i th i think i think i think we should go i think we should go all three of us should go and do an episode oh my God, that'd be amazing from the fucking 311 cruise that would be amazing <laughs> Well, let's all start saving up because I'm sure it's expensive as fuck. Because I can't believe 311's not living the high life, dude, on their fucking fucking carnival uh, cruise bastards. Twenty seven cruise ships cause more pollution than all. If of the we can get even Europe just one of us on years. there, it's like <laughs> undercover. You know what I mean? Like, because I have a feeling like I'd still they, go, they might come out of San Diego. I don't know. Like I have to look into that. They either come out of San Diego or Florida. Yeah, let me sleep on your couch, Perry. Let me sleep on your couch, Perry. Let me sleep on your couch. I'm coming to San Diego to ride a fucking. Uh, I feel like it's poor person casino. It's, it's floating casino. It's always. Well, if they went to like Cancun or something, I don't know. It depends. Um, 
March 8th through the 13th, 2023. March, March 8th through the 13th, 2023. 311 Caribbean uh, Cruise. Caribbean sea. 311 day at go. sea. So it's probably so a flow uh, right at it. From Miami, Miami, Miami to Harvest K, Belize, and Rotan Honduras. How much is it? Hold on, I'm looking. More info coming soon. Yeah. Join the pre-sale for your chance. Okay, hold on, I'll sign up for that. I bet that shit sells out so fast, <laughs> dude. It's so. Do you, do you guys remember watching, like, reading the Hanson YouTube comments and like, I remember when I was 17 and I just had my first kid, and Hanson really inspired me to love Jesus or whatever, you know? Like, and yes. you're like, oh, yeah, me, yeah. And me and Chad really loved each other, and it's like, what? Excuse me. What? And then they're like, and we went to Hanson and the 311 tour, and you're just like, what is happening? I don't know, man. I, they're gonna. That's gonna sell out fast. That's like, uh, um, little over nine hundred dollars a person for a four person room. When oh, okay, sorry. From Reddit, it was a little over nine hundred dollars per person for a four four for, for, for ugh, four person room when I went on the 2015 cruise by Tuna Pouch 311 on Reddit. Thanks, Tuna Pouch 311. So it's probably like fifteen hundred now. Yeah, yeah, oh! yeah, yeah. Oh, what up, yeah. yo? Oh, a new this host. This is a little one. We got a new host. Can you say hi. Heck yeah. Hi. Hi. You say hi? No. Say hi. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. This is Artemis. Ever. Hi, Artemis. I'm Robert. You probably can't hear me because he's got headphones on. But Head- Headphones. Those headphones. Yeah. Yep, this... Cans, yep. as they say in Don't the Don't talk business. to the kid, Robert. Don't talk to the kid. Uh, I'm not looking. Uh, go to our website. Go to our other website. Listen to our music. Is next great. week is, yeah. what's next week? Yes. Our roundup? End of the month roundup. Round it's gonna be it's gonna be a band it's gonna be a band that we'll pick and you'll love it. Yep, and then next year we will come to you live on the three eleven cruise on three eleven day. <laughs> and that's it for the entire show ever for always until next week. This is our crow for Mr. Hatter and Robo uh, Eat a big sack of poo poo.